Hey, it's Mark Reynolds, co-host of Make My Damn Movie. The podcast you're about to listen to was recorded a few days before a very sad event took place. My wife Brenda and I lost our scruffy little dog named Casey to old age. She was a cherished friend and we loved her so much. We'll miss you, buddy. The Make My Damn Movie podcast contains explicit language. Listener discretion advised. Here we go. Film, entertainment, screenplay. Mark Reynolds, Tom Swain. This is Make My Damn Movie. So, in a bit, we're going to chat about rising above people's opinions on their take of your screenplay. All right. It's typically not the way you see it or meant it to read like. Right. But they have an opinion. Oh, they do. And it's frustrating as crap. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. It's crazy, man. That's coming up. All right. Also, we got quite a few messages from listeners commenting on how much they liked my various written descriptions from my screenplays Mm -hmm. that I read to everyone on the last podcast. Ah. I got comments like, simple and to the point. Right. Extremely easy to see. Uh Uh-huh. Wonderfully vibrant. So thank you. Very nice. So my takeaway here, Mm -hmm. why the fuck aren't these made into (laughs) movies yet? Huh? That's a good question. It is a good question. Damn straight. And tons of messages about my quote unquote affection for Betty oh, and no. Veronica. Oh, no. From the Archie comic book series from when I was a kid. <laughs> and by affection, I mean lust. <laughs> I think some of our listeners were slightly offended. I don't know why. Hmm. I really don't. Maybe I went a tad too far. No. A little graphic, perhaps. Mm. All gas, no brakes on that segment. Sorry about that. But this was interesting. A portion of our audience wasn't quite sure what I was even talking about. Oh, that's always fun. I guess I needed to be even more (laughs) explicit. You want to be real graphic? I thought it was pretty clear. Yeah. Some folks just need everything spelled out for them. Not me. I do not need to know why corn shows up in my poop. No. Nobody needs to know that. It just does. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. As a matter of fact, it's quite interesting. <laughs> if you think about it, I try not to think about it. Ooh. Now, you brought something up. I did. That I thought was kind of interesting. And I don't want to go into a deep dive on it. Okay. But there's this friends reunion oh, out geez. there. Now, yeah. I got to say, I know we're going to get messages about <laughs> this, but oh, I yeah. never watched one episode of Friends. I had no interest in that. But what in the hell could a Friends reunion be about, except for Jennifer Aniston being the only one that really popped out of that thing? (laughs) I'm successful. Yeah, really. I mean, Uh is it just like a hate fest on her? Pretty much. A lot of dirty looks? Yeah. First of all, yes, I know what Friends is, and I've seen bits and pieces, Uh but I've never watched an entire episode of that damn show. I'm a Seinfeld guy. Yeah. I've watched a few episodes of Friends. 
What shirt am I wearing right now? The Seinfeld shirt. Exactly. So. Yeah, I was a Seinfeld guy, too. Actually, that's not true. Mm-hmm. That's it's right. kind of a long story, but yeah. I did. I had kind of a, a riff <laughs> with Jerry Seinfeld when I was a radio guru. <laughs> and I just kind of like, eh, I'm not really a, a fan of him. Uh-huh. Okay. But years later, like five years after it had ended, I started what? watching them in reruns. After the show ended? Yeah, in syndication. Oh, man. And I'm like, wow, this is actually pretty damn good. Uh, Yeah. So now I'm proud to wear the shirt. There you go. And I'm proud to own all nine seasons on DVD. Does anyone own DVDs anymore? Some folks. Okay. But anyway, I was just wondering about that Friends reunion and what that might be like. I don't want to know. I have no interest. Okay, here we go. Mention the, uh, what is it? Website? Oh, yeah. Those donuts make are my coming damn, up. <laughs> MakeMyDamnMovie.com. Yeah, MakeMyDamnMovie.com. You can go there and you can send us a message and you go to the contact page. Right. And you're off to the races. Now, I was listening back to a podcast and my explanation of how to send a message was awful. Oh, no. It was really bad. Did it overcomplicate things? I didn't even know it undercomplicated. Oh. I trailed off, as I'm known to do. So it's just like, go to the website to send us a message, and you can... That's it. <laughs> it was terrible. Anyway, we'll read some messages. Well, some people must have figured that out. So I here they are. Know. I don't know what they do. I'm just trying to lay the groundwork for people to be able to send messages. There we go. Dylan, Charlottesville, Virginia. Graphic descriptions are truly what screenwriting is all about. That was a great topic on episode number 82. It's easy to get carried away in front of that damn keyboard sometimes. Uh Yeah, got to stay focused. Don't be dummies. Erica, (laughs) Los Angeles, California. I couldn't believe that you brought up Suzanne Summers' nude appearance <laughs> in high society back in the 70s. My parents busted my perverted little brother with that very same oh, magazine. Wow. I guess boys were and always will be boys. <laughs> Sawyer, Quebec City, Canada. Recently, I was thinking enough with Mark and his regaling about which television stars he spent time with in the bathroom as a youngster. (laughs) But after episode 82, I hate to say I want more. (laughs) Lavatory loads? That was funny as hell. Oh, there's plenty more. Believe you me. My new podcast that I'm. Oh, that's right. I uh, went through a laundry list of titles for my new podcast. Mm-hmm. And There's I can add to them. Expletives. Yes. Sawyer, here you go. How about toilet tug? <laughs> <laughs> what yes. about washroom wank fest? <laughs> what about men's room master stroke? <laughs> what about powder room polishing? Yikes. Nick, Kilgore, Texas. In your face, guys. Huh? Guess what I came across at a little dumpy flea market? Yes, I now own a foul mouth. (gasps) Cost me three bucks. All I had to do was replace the batteries and it works like a charm. Would have never known about it if I didn't listen to make my damn movie. Well, I wish you didn't listen. (laughs) But no matter what, our foul mouth is better. You're a no good butt kissing fuck face. And that's to you, Nick, <laughs> and your foul mouth. You. 
Libby, Kansas City, Missouri. I enjoy the Bake My Damn Movie podcast, but sometimes I scratch my head and wonder if producers might consider Mark as being a little unstable. Seriously? The entire industry is unstable. That's true. I fit right to fuck They're in. like, eh, just another nut. Yeah, nut job. Tyler, Sacramento, California. I've sent several texts to you guys and not <laughs> once have I gotten my reply back. I never got one. Guess my messages aren't worth a crap. Well, there you go, Columbo. You finally solved the case. Good for you. Whoops. <laughs> and there's your messages. Those were your messages. Those were your messages. <laughs> oh, we hope to hear from you next time. Okay. I don't know about that ending yeah. I have to listen to it in post anyway if you want to send us a message you can do it <laughs> it's the movie quotes game and this is where I read a movie quote and you try to tell me what the hell movie it's from I try here's your first one out of three you go have fun I'm gonna go ice my balls and spit up blood Really? You're going to kick yourself. Oh, in the balls. I will give you the name of the character who said that. Jeremy Gray. Jeremy Gray. I will give you the actor that played Jeremy okay. Gray. All right. This Vince Vaughn. Uh, the Wedding uh, Crashers. Wedding crashers. Mm. Here's your second one. Life is an endless series of train wrecks with only brief commercial-like breaks of happiness. Uh uh-uh. uh. Deadpool. Deadpool? Deadpool. Really? Yeah. I thought you loved that movie. I do, but that doesn't sound anything like Deadpool. It might not be from that movie. I don't know. I think it is. Okay. <laughs> There's no cursing or talk, him talking about slicing a schlong off or anything like that. Oh, too bad. Here's your last one. Okay. Does Barry Manilow know that you raid his wardrobe? <laughs> Forty-year-old virgin. What? Really? Ah, that's a classic. Judd Nelson playing John Bender, The Breakfast Club. Ah, that's right. I'm wildly disappointed. Me too. Yeah, I bet you are. Okay, now we're going to switch over to the Trivial Pursuit television cards that I found in my garage without the game. From 1958. Something like that. Here's your first one. Okay. Who played the Riddler on Batman? I have no idea. Frank Gorshin. Oh, yeah. Yeah, him. On what network was Monday Night Football? NBC? ABC. I knew there was like only four choices. <laughs> Three. Okay. Here's what was the relationship of Beatrice Arthur and Gene Stapleton in All in the Family? Maud and Edith. Whoops. <laughs> Sisters? 
They were cousins. What product exclaims, look, Ma, no cavities? Crest? (gasps) Finally got one. (laughs) Okay, yeah, you did get one. There you go. Are you happy? You got one? Yeah. 20? Thrilled. It's not that good. Sorry. Man. Oh, well. Horrible. Moving on. It's time for the Make My Damn Movie Staff Picks, where we attempt to force you to watch movies that we like. Why are you emphasizing the the words in the middle? Because it would be like that. Okay. It's the Make My Damn Movie Staff Picks, (laughs) where we attempt to force you to watch movies that we like. I thought you would finally talk out the music, but you didn't. Oh, yeah. I thought we were way past that, but okay. Oh, no. <laughs> we can try it. You got see, it's too long. This instrumental. Uh huh. So for me to say the the tagline, not the ta- but whatever the thing, the, the title the, card, the, yeah, is just too short. It's too short for this music. But it's the make my damn movie stat picks, where we attempt to force you to watch movies that we like. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that, was hmm, that was bad. That was an epic fail. There we oh, go. No. What? What? No, okay. what <laughs> is your staff like, pick? Yeah. We're not listening to this shit anymore. <laughs> I don't blame you. What do you got? <laughs> oh, mine. Uh, so I couldn't come up with one on my own. So what? my wife said, hey, do one that I want. Okay. I'm like, okay, which is it? And she said, fundamentals of caring. I was like, oh, I, I do like that. Yeah. Okay. From 2016, directed by Rob Burnett, starring Paul Rudd, Craig Roberts, and Selma Gomez. Hmm. Have you seen it? No. Oh. I don't know from this. Ooh. Okay. It's good. What's it about? A writer, Paul Rudd, retires after a personal tragedy and finds work as a disabled teen's caregiver. When the two embark on a spontaneous road trip, their ability to cope is tested as they start to understand the importance of hope and friendship. Plus, Paul Rudd is dreamy. Oh. Oh, my you wife, like him, huh? Yeah. My wife wrote You know that, what? That's course. weird because I think I have that movie in like one of my queues somewhere. It's on Netflix, I, I think believe. I do have it. Oh, okay. So, so, Fundamentals of Caring. Check it out. It's good. Okay. Death to Smoochie ah. is mine from 2002. Starring the late, great Robin Williams, yes. Edward Norton, Catherine Keener, Harvey Feierstein, <laughs> John Stewart, and Danny DeVito, who also directed this movie. Ah, uh, yeah. You know, a lot of people forget that Danny DeVito is a fantastic director. He is. Yeah? So, Death to Smoochie. Rainbow Randolph, who is Robin Williams, is a corrupt costume star of a popular children's TV show. He gets fired over a bribery scandal. So he's replaced by squeaky clean smoochy Edward Norton, mm-hmm. a puffy pink rhinoceros who shoots the fame with monster ratings. Right. But Rainbow Randolph makes the gullible rhino the target of his frequent disgraceful attempts to get revenge and reclaim his status as America's sweetheart. Ever so dark, but wildly oh. funny. I think you'll enjoy Death to Smoochie. Pretty good. I like it. That's one of my faves. Yeah, that was a good one. Underrated, man. Underrated. 
And that's the first movie I ever saw with John Stewart. I'm like, what? He acts? He's yeah, he was pretty good in that. Yeah. Not a huge part, but, no. you know, nonetheless, did an okay job. August, now, let's talk about overcoming questionable critiques. Yes. Ooh. Let's. Trying to take the high road when you hear feedback you strongly disagree with from someone that is kind enough to read your script <laughs> is sometimes a difficult task. For me, it's a nightmare. I'm telling you, <laughs> there's one surefire way to cease getting comments back that you don't agree with. Stop sending out your scripts. <laughs> that's true. But that's not an option now, right? Of course not. No. And believe you me, I know all about this subject as I've had plenty of people in the industry peruse my screenplays. All right. It's always the first few drafts of the first few scripts that'll trip you up. Every time my beginning drafts of my first screenplay, Radio Chaos, is a great example. Let me read the log line oh to you people right now. I'll read it like a radio guy. <laughs> radio Chaos, the log line. A gung-ho teen in 1981. Oh, I should read it over the thing. What? Oh, no. <laughs> Let's see if I can time this out. Yeah. So Radio Chaos's log line is as follows. A gung-ho teen in 1981 recruits College Day Drebbles to hijack a sleazy owner's rural radio station to use it as an audition to land a job at the number one rock station in the city. Close. Very what close. What do you mean close? That was it. Uh, it ended. That was on the money. No, I'm, I think you're wrong. Mm. We'll do it again. We'll listen to the tape. Okay. We'll Check listen to the, the playback. Anyway, where was I? Oh, yeah, yeah. that thing. You don't know. Radio Chaos. So I finished the first draft of Radio Chaos and off to Hollywood <laughs> it went. Right. <laughs> of course, this will be well received, I said to myself like a fucking dope. <laughs> Not ever thinking that it was a steaming pile of shit, which it was. Okay. Mm, there was a story in there, rough. but eh, it was very rough. It was so bad that the notes I got back on that first draft of my first screenplay were riddled with death threats. That bad. <laughs> Stuff like, watch your back. I'll kill you. These were... The, okay. Now... I'm hunting you down. After punching and kicking things, uh -huh. I finally faced the inevitable. The screenplay was awful. You had to face that. What I got back at the time was by no means a questionable critique. The script at that point simply sucked. Balls. Yeah, but you did not know that. I did not know that. Gotta say to this day, one of the best lines from one of my first evaluations for Radio Chaos was from The Blacklist. It read, the plot has no idea where to go next. It just spins its wheels until it runs out of pages. That's so true. That hurt the shit out of me. Man. Oh, yeah. I remember you were so pissed. But it was correct. <laughs> So, you know, armed with new knowledge, I rewrote Radio Chaos until it became the masterpiece it currently is today. This script will be made into a movie eventually. I'm convinced. I am too. But anyway, after the rewrite and repairing a bunch of drywall holes, <laughs> I shoved it back out there to see what response I would get. It was glowing. Right. Comments like, the story is beautifully written. Deep, rich characters. Felt like I was back in the 80s. Quick, funny read on and on and on a far cry from the early feedback. Right. But every once in a while, I'd get some pushback from someone. 
I'd read what they had to say and knew instantly they were incorrect. Screenplays are subjective, period. Mm -hmm. Move on. Stop sending them out. How many times we got to say that? Yeah. When you get to that point, when there's no critiques that help you, you're done. Exactly. Everyone has the obvious right to their opinion, but sometimes the nitpicking just to nitpick gets tiresome. Mm -hmm. Don't you think? Oh, yeah. Listen, I don't need a detailed backstory on every character. No. I don't have the time, nor do I have the patience. Just entertain me. Do I really need to know every motivation for everything a character does or is about? Right. We were talking about this with other movies. We're going to talk about another movie. Yeah. And when I talk about nitpicking, that's what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Nitpicking things to death. Enough with the fucking templates and outlines or books about templates and outlines. Enough. Save the cat. Give me an enjoyable script. I do not need a deep dive psychological study on characters. (laughs) No. You know? You get bogged down and nobody wants to read that shit. Okay. So here's what we're going to do. All right. We're going to pick apart a movie I just watched again called Bridesmaids. Okay. Okay. You and I were discussing this last week. Yes. But I thought, you know what? Maybe all my blabbing on about it and know-it-allness is not right. (gasps) So I'm going to watch it again. So my know-it-allness was right. So in Bridesmaids, Mm -hmm. do I know why Kristen Wiig's character Annie owned a bakery? Did she bake with her mom as a child? I don't know. Was she a star in her home ec class in high school? Did her dad own a bakery and maybe she worked there part-time after school? Don't know. Do I need to know this? No. Do I want to know this? No. There you go. Take up 10 extra fucking pages to lay all that in when I don't give two shits about it in the first place. It doesn't need to be a three-hour film. No. So Now, Annie in Bridesmaids, Mm -hmm. could clearly bake and had a passion for baking because there's a scene about 30 minutes in with her baking herself a single Uh, extravagant cupcake in her kitchen. Right. Again, I don't need to know if she was a child baker. It doesn't matter. (laughs) It's pointless. Child prodigy baker. And wouldn't that have just bogged down the story? Exactly. Yeah. So back to prevailing over uncertain feedback. We've talked about this how many times? A At bunch. least 50 times. A lot of times people simply want to rewrite your script uh-huh. to suit their taste. It's just the way it is, right? Yeah. It's, it's like somebody trying to paint over something that you painted. Perfect. Or in my case, colored. Right. Now, it is very easy to sit across a desk and poo-poo something. Very easy. I spent my whole radio career doing that. Or poo-poo on the desk. Well, I've done that recently. (laughs) Write your own stupid screenplay and have everyone else tell you how to write it better, more better. Uh Uh-huh. So when you get those clearly ridiculous comments back, you got to push through it and keep your eye on the prize. Yeah. That's my spiel. Because I know a lot of people, they'll write in and they're like, oh, man, I got feedback and I'm just ready to say, can't take it anymore. I'm like, that's just somebody's opinion. Yeah, if the feedback is not helping you with the screenplay, chuck it aside. Exactly. And if it's changing the story at all, you don't want that either. Correct. Now, a quick postscript on Bridesmaids, Uh huh. if I may, and I may. The character Rita, played by Wendy McClendon Covey, who brilliantly plays Beverly Goldberg on The Goldbergs, Uh, by the way, as well as being in Reno 911. Yes. She has one of the best lines in any movie ever. Here it is. Okay. 
The other night I'm slaving away, making a beautiful <laughs> dinner for my family. My youngest boy comes in and says he wants to order a pizza. I said, no, we're not ordering pizza tonight. He goes, mom, why don't you go and fuck yourself? <laughs> He's nine. <laughs> Great line. I can't wait till my boys say that. And they will. Mm -hmm. So there you go. <laughs> Overcoming questionable critiques. It's not easy. No. But the only answer to it is stop sending your shit out. That's the only answer. That's true. That'll stop that. Maybe if you have a little more self-confidence. Ever think about that, dummy? <laughs> huh? How's my foul mouth doing today? You're a no good butt-kissing fuckface. I'm so pissed at that person. I can't believe he found one. Found at a flea market. And he only paid what? Three dollars. Wait, was it three dollars? Hold on. If it's three dollars, that's ridiculous. He oh. ripped that person off. Uh, in your face. First of all, Nick from Kilgore, Texas. Ugh. <laughs> he starts off in your face, guys. In your face. Yeah, in your face. You're a no good butt kissing fuckface. Nick. He says he got this at a dumpy little flea market. Yeah, I guess so in Kilgore, Texas. <laughs> he now owns a foul mouth. Cost him three bucks. Three bucks. Three bucks. And he has one of these little gems. He's a, he's a, my ex is a, that jerk is a fucked up, pompous, dirty, butt ugly, rotten, sleazy, shit-eating, dickhead. That thing's worth at least five dollars. Fuck you, man. What are you talking about? Things priceless. <laughs> it really is. It literally is priceless. Absolutely it is. That jerk is a butt ugly shit eating dickhead. I bet I know more about foul mouth than what's this guy's name. Well, he, he just found it, so he doesn't know yeah. shit. So I know the nuances of foul mouth. <laughs> That's a weird brag. <laughs> that is weird flex, bro. I hate that. Ah, this is to the guy. What's his name? Uh, Troy? No. Nick. Nick. Same thing. Troy, Nick. Yeah. Real, big, no good, fucked up, mm -hmm. stupid, mm -hmm. shithead, mm -mm. son of a bitch, slut, asswipe, Yeah, here ah, we go. Ah. Ready? Okay. Try this, Nick, up. the dick. I hate that. Fucked up, stupid prick. <laughs> <laughs> Try doing that with your foul mouth. I know this thing backwards and forwards. That's scary. That is scary. And it is a weird brag. Fuck off. But try to find the uh, fuck box douchebag. There you go. Never going to find this. In your face. Yeah. For fuck's sake. I better shut up. <laughs> go find them all. This idiot's going to go to every flea market in Kilgore, Texas. Uh -huh. And that's probably every other street corner. <laughs> all right. Are we done? I think so. Yeah. Did we make any sense to that? I don't care. Yeah. Possibly. Go to the thing, the website, and check out the stuff. That's all I got. <laughs> MakeMyDamnMovie.com. All right, later. Bye. I hate that fucked up, stupid prick.